1: Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida's small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community
0: service by Salem Media Group. Now, here's Christopher Hart and Rich Jekyll.
1: Hello again. and Welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And we got the winning combination in the studio today, as usual, starting off with Lucy Polito of Score. Great to see you again, Lucy. Good to see you, Chris. And Rich Jekyll of SCORE, the award-winning Rich Jekyll of SCORE. Christopher Hart of Lucy's Heart. Uh, that's right. I am Christopher Hart <laughs> of the American Adversaries Radio Show. And we thank you for tuning into this show. We really do appreciate it. Of course, this show is designed to help you know all about what SCORE has to offer, so it may benefit you or someone that's uh, close to you. And just for general information purposes going forward, because you never know when this type of information is needed. And Scores, there's always a need for the great folks over there at SCORE, right,
2: Rich? Oh, you got that, man. I did a uh, seminar, uh, intro seminar at the Maitland Chamber of Commerce. Okay. And it was at the, what's the big sportsplex RDV or? Yeah, RD, RDV sportsplex. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful facility. But anyway, it was just a uh, an intro to these people about what SCORE was about and how they can use our services, et cetera. So I'd like to just say if there's people out there that need somebody to come in and do a little intro, this only took about 20 minutes actually. Uh, give us a call. We'd be happy to show up at chambers, rotary clubs, anything. Bars. I've been <laughs> yeah. into bars. Uh, no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah
3: those, That's your specialty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But yeah. Uh, in all seriousness,
1: uh, SCORE does do outreach. Community uh, outreach, right. As Rich is uh, talking about here. And there are several ways, of course, to contact SCORE. You can call them at 407-424-4844. No, no,
2: no. No.
1: What, I did, get a, did I get it wrong? 420. 420-4844. I'm sorry. 407-420-4844. Of course, Orlando.score.org. And then also you can just walk in the door over at the National Entrepreneur Center. you may
2: see Lucy or I over there.
1: Indeed. Real or, people. That's right. Or if you call on the phone, and that's during normal business hours, uh, during the week, plus nine to two on Saturday. And uh, if you go to orlando.score.org, not only will you be able to contact SCORE and uh, line up perhaps a presentation, as Rich was just talking about, but you can also see the lineup of seminars and other offerings that SCORE has going on all the time at the National Entrepreneur Center.
2: And you happen to have a green sheet
3: with you. Yeah, indeed, I do. You carry and, that with you. That's uh, good. Yeah. And The green sheet is what, Lucy? The green sheet has all the seminars that we offer, and we uh, encourage people to look at our website frequently because we do change them, and we have a couple of new ones. So uh, I think that's pretty exciting. We try to stay abreast of what's going on in the community and also in the business world. So we try to uh, offer the appropriate seminars. Indeed. In fact, the seminar schedule
1: comes out monthly, right? And several of the seminars are repeat
2: seminars because they're the introductory package. They're the basic, the basic. How do I start a business seminars?
1: And those are repeated uh, on a regular basis because the demand is there on a a daily basis. Right? And then you have the other, what shall we call them? Specialty seminars that have to do with perhaps a particular season of the year or particular change or need because of some technological update, for instance.
2: Yeah. one, one uh, that is generally filled all the time, we alternate with Rollins College, and it's called How to Start Your Nonprofit. Yeah. Okay, We get a lot of nonprofit people in there that want to come in. How do I start it? How do I fill out the application, et cetera, et cetera. So one week it's done at, or one month it's done at our place, and one month it's done at Rollins. And we were just talking about nonprofits. Uh, what a couple of weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, and yeah, so
1: yeah. Who was go- that? So you can go to the archive and find out. Oh, and I'll pull out his card I'm going to have to go to the I archive. The uh, that's right. The and that's of course at uh, the uh, Score website, Orlando.Score.Org. And once again, if you go there, you'll be able to. Uh, access all of the prior what's the score shows going back over four years now
2: yeah they were just telling me that if you go to that link uh it's got a picture of you and me and paul of all people. Yeah, that was three
1: years ago. Hey, that was way back when we first started. Right, that's right, right. right. Yeah, we got to right.
2: update that stuff.
1: All right. Okay. You, uh, you
3: need beauty in that particular picture.
1: Uh, <laughs> I in <meant> it. <laughs> so, uh, once again, SCORE has a lot to offer and they will outreach to your community organization should you like them to do so. And once again, the National Entrepreneur Center, I think we've mentioned so far today, is located in the Orlando Fashion Square, where there's some changes going on over there, rejuvenating the whole area. And uh, But SCORE is located on the west side. You can park in the parking garage. Just look for the vines on the wall. They'll lead you to SCORE and help you grow your business and get it actually started, if you haven't even started it. So uh, once again, uh, do please take advantage of that. And don't forget... SCORE is a national organization with offices all over the country, right? That is correct.
2: Mm-hmm. All volunteers, and we are a nonprofit as well. That's right. Okay. All right. So, as we said,
1: SCORE works with other organizations, either in outreach situations and uh, also by having individuals come in and uh, do some of the presentations. There's the Coffee with the Ladies Leader series. And the Lunch with a Leader series, the Nose happened during the week. And the Coffee series is weekly now, right? Uh, I forgot. Is it, Lucy? Uh, No, I think it's every other week. Every Every other week, week. Okay. All right. But, you once again, you can go to Orlando.score.org and find out the schedule, what's being offered. And don't forget to register there because uh, you really need to sign up ahead of time so that they have the appropriate materials. materials. Right. right, yeah. So, But uh, that leads us to today's guest, because he's going to be making a presentation at one of these events, and his name is Matthew Rose. He's the CEO of Intersection Technology Solutions. Thanks for sitting in with us today, Matthew.
4: Well, thanks for having me.
1: Uh, we appreciate it. Well, first thing we usually like to do around here is find out a little bit something about the guest
4: uh so we start with are you from this area uh originally no Uh, i've been here since the end of 2009 um but i'm originally from orange county new york so i always have to say new york because there's orange county here but grew up there went to college in albany new york and then was in new york city for a number of years and met my now wife who's from miami so somehow this is splitting the difference coming down here Uh, (laughs) i'm from attica (laughs) honestly <laughs> i'm out on
2: work release program yeah he, he, he did 15 uh, and, and what do you mean did <laughs> i still
1: do it so uh what did you go to school for uh, ex- i mean your, your college degree.
4: yeah so when i went for undergrad i actually went for computer science which was actually making programs and the zeros and ones and All right it wasn't for me i right. realized this is not my deal um at the time uh Albany was just coming out with what they called MIS or management information systems. Now that I don't know what they call it at UCF nowadays, okay. but that was where I, you know, got some Microsoft certification, Cisco, big, bigger technologies. Uh, and I'd had enough computer science to, uh, credits to get a minor. And so I majored in this, you know, whatever they called it back in the day, MIS information MIS. science yeah. and I minored in business and computer science. Uh, at the time okay management information systems yeah they, they were in the process of already changing it and this yeah. was in 2003 so right
1: this was this sort of the transition was going on mm-hmm. between what was and what is
2: in right. my day it was called data processing right <laughs> and you had big rooms
4: full of uh, computer, <laughs> computer
1: was <laughs> as big as its room oh, i yeah. swear that's right <laughs> and so you went to work in new york city you said
4: well you know being in that area i mean you know, where I grew up, there was a good amount of people that had local jobs, but it was really on the cusp of commuting because it was about an hour and a half to two hours on the train just to get into Midtown. I see. So yeah. some people did that and never saw their family, but I was young. You know, at the time I was young. I lived in, uh, in, in Queens for a while and I, you know, got my first real job was right in downtown Manhattan. Doing what? Uh, actually, I, I got right into IT. Um, but before then, actually take one step back. I actually went to California for what I call a boot camp in IT. It was about three months of really working on a computer 12 that sometimes 18 hours a day trying now, to get certification. Who sponsored,
1: I mean, who was uh, presented that?
4: Unfortunately, it's a now defunct company that was called ICTP. They were it was an International Consortium of Technology Professionals. It was in okay. the Anaheim, Flor- uh, California area. Okay. And uh, when I was looking for a job right after, right after I graduated, there was a posting for it, paid a good amount of money for it. But it was, sure. you know, you get all these certifications, you get a foot in the door. A lot of people thought I was crazy. Spending a good amount of money on that is almost more than a few years of education, <laughs> but mm. it, it really, you know, I came back from there. I like went there in like June or July of 2003. I came back to New York in October and, uh, you know, did a couple hourly type jobs. I had a first really good job in New York city by the following April.
2: You don't sound like a New Yorker.
4: No, 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 no. But because I was from upstate, you know, we're an hour and a half from New York city. I was there enough. Then went to college more upstate, uh, so I I've always okay. gotten that, you know. You, you I have
2: plenty of language.
4: Yeah, I have plenty of friends that you <laughs> know grew up right in. In New oh, York City, yeah. but uh, I can hear it. I, I You know, it's, it's almost like I can, I can understand it, speak their language if I need to. I can right, understand right. it. <laughs> <laughs> and I grew up in New York. <laughs> well, and I just saw Robin down at the, uh, in the National Boston, Center. Boston. And she said something, and I was like, I got you. And I'm from New York. She goes, oh, good, you can understand me, because she's got <laughs> that, that real big Boston <laughs> accent. Uh,
1: but you, you came in on the tail end of the, as I called it, the old way, where, you know, it was... Uh, much more laborious, uh, communicating with computers and that sort of thing. Uh, did you have to relearn everything all over again, or did that in a way help you as the, the transition
4: occurred? I think I did okay with that, you know, and I think it kind of goes back to even the generational they talk about, the, you know, because you know, I'm right on the cusp. Some people call me millennial. I'm really not, in my opinion, I'm, but I'm not really a Gen X. Yeah not getting put an opinion well, to what that. the heck are yeah. you uh, i don't know well you know I've, I've, some people called it a zennial some people have coined it a zennial because yeah because i did grow up with internet did you just not, make up a new generation no, I, there I, I can find you the article. Oh, okay. it's online right. i can send it to you but um it's kind of like uh, this weird place because the millennials grew up with like you know internet from they were a baby right and then I did, you know, I, you know, I had Nintendo when I was a kid and, you know, I played Atari really when I was younger. Right. And then the internet came around I want to say I was like 11 or 12 years old when I got my first computer and the thing cost like $2,000 for a piece sure. of junk. Right. Exactly. And then, you know, and you get a, I get, remember getting a sound card and it was like $300 <laughs> and, it, it, and then a CD-ROM was like a 2X CD-ROM that we don't talk, you know, CD-ROMs right. don't have that anymore. It was right. Exactly. Hundreds, you know. Yeah, because can, this was
2: all new yeah. cutting edge right. stuff. Yeah. Right.
4: My first one was a Radio Shack. Yeah. You know, go to computer fairs and, you know, PC shopper, this magazine that used to come out. So I I grew up in that enough of age. And then when I went to college, it was even college. Like, you know, there was still dial up. I didn't have uh, broadband Internet in my apartment or my house until I went to college. And I was only because I lived on campus. Everywhere else around, there's still a dial. Right. All right. So.
1: We're going to have to uh, pick it up on the other side of the break. Once again, we're speaking today with Matthew Rose. Intersection Technology Solutions is his business genial. now. And uh, <laughs> we'll find out how he got from New-, New York City skyscrapers and everything down here to uh, Cowtown, <laughs> and Mouse Town. That's right. Bunk, Florida. Hey, 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 hey. Speak for yourself there, Attica, man. All right, we'll be right back with more of What's the Score after this short break. Please stick around. Hey, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, this is the show to help you get that business of yours Out and rolling in fine fashion. Speaking of fine fashion, we got Lucy Polito in the studio today. You didn't think I was going to say that about Rich, did you? No, I was in shock. Notice
3: I I looked at you.
1: Because I was looking at Rich as I was saying that. Yeah,
2: that's a very funny trick. Yeah, Rich Jekyll in the studio
1: with myself, Christopher Hart. Our guest today, Matthew Rose. Before we get back to Matthew, we mentioned earlier about the nonprofits and the guest we had on a few weeks ago. That was Jim Moody. Yeah, Jim Moody. Jim Jim Moody from... uh, at the Edith Bush, Edith Bush Edith Institute Bush, over right. at Rollins College, and that's what you know clicked in my mind when you mentioned Rollins yep. there. And as we said, uh, SCORE also works with other organizations, some of them located in the National Entrepreneur Center, along with SCORE. And one of those is the Disabled Veterans. What is it called again? It's called the Disability Chamber. Disability Chamber. And they're hosting the Veterans Business Initiative. There you
2: go. And tell us about it, because we
1: got right one, more on week that,
2: one more week that you can take advantage
1: of this, veterans.
2: Right. And this is a, a thing that we do twice a year with them. And, and veterans come in, and it's like a job fair. Uh, so uh, some of the big employers here in Orlando or Central Florida come in, and these are decision makers and they interview the veterans on the spot. And if they like them, they have the authority to hire the veterans on the spot. So it is really, really a unique opportunity for these veterans. And that's this coming
1: Tuesday. Yeah. And that's 8 in the morning. Right. And you get breakfast right and lunch the veterans do for free and you get to take advantage of this right, right? so uh, there's when no I charge to home, veterans. they
2: spit on us and now look what they do <laughs> yeah
1: uh, well nowadays when you're a politician they spit on you yeah, <laughs> <no. laughs>
2: <laughs> this
1: it. world is not changed it's just the target i guess right no. <laughs> all right so as i said welcome back to the show our guest today is matthew rose he is a CEO of Intersection Technology Solutions. We were just talking that is he got out of college and into the computer world, computer programming, IT. Uh, it was uh, sort of on the cusp of the change from the old giant computer systems and the old ways of communi- communicating with computers to much more what we have today sophisticated right and and so you you said you went to work in New York in 2003 mm-hmm. and as all this stuff was changing uh it must have been corporations must have been in in a situation where The technology was really beginning to change very rapidly Mm -hmm. and always having to update the technology. How did they deal with that? Did some of them obviously must have dealt with it better than others?
4: Yeah, I mean, I I worked for one specific company. It was a pharmaceutical company. They're actually a pretty famous one. If you know a cooking lady on TV, they got her, went to prison for a little while. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> so okay. I worked for them after that. Margaret something. Forget it. Forget She's still it, on TV. She's still doing forget great. It, you. She's um, all right. But but I worked for them after that, and even in there, when I got in there, they were just getting to the point of even the BlackBerry wasn't really out yet as a phone. Oh yeah, it, you know I got I got a, my first. Work phone was a Palm uh, Trio, I think it was. It was basically a Palm Pilot that was a phone, you know, because Palm Pilot's been out for a few years, and even that was weird, and it was a different thing because people being able to access email and even text messages were even still sort of new, and it was it was weird to, you know, it went from knowing that they're. Yeah, they had a few users that may check their email on, on the weekends to go, and everybody was always on. Yeah, and when that, you know, there was a server that ran it. It wasn't like today, where everything's in the cloud. and, You know, right. really redundant. There was like one server, and you know, when there, that went down, you went down. It was bad, and you know, and then you're, you know, there's just so many other things. You know, where you, you know, you were mentioning the mainframe computers. <laughs> You, this was already a time when people were building servers you know that that cost thousands of thousands of dollars but every you have to build a new server for printing or something it was just you put in a new server a physical box thousands of thousands of dollars virtual machines were just starting so all these things that now in the IT world are just normal were just happening and it, so it definitely was an interesting time to be you know a junior level. Ad, admin in New York City. Right on the cusp yeah.
2: of the development. I,
4: I, I gained a lot of experience, though. I mean, I, I was yeah. lucky enough to have a really good boss that let me be involved in everything. But, um, you know, when I saw a budget number sometimes, like having to see a piece of paper, I was like, that's how much they're paying for that. Is that right? <laughs> you know, It really opened your eyes. So you went to
1: work in New York in 2003, you said? It
4: was, it was actually in there. There was around 2004. I worked a few other jobs. I actually worked at IBM in upstate New York for a little bit before this as a contractor. Was your future wife doing the same thing? No. No, my future wife, who I met in 2005, she she's from Miami. Um, she went to FIU for journalism, and she had just moved to New York when I met her. And she had moved to New York journalism. You know, still, still wow. that time when you know yeah. magazines they were dying, but they were still there. But you were oh. going to New York, so she had moved there, living like in a friend's mother, or a friend's cousin's basement. Um, and she temped where I was, you know, an IT guy. Uh-huh. And, I, and like she tells people now, I never let her date in New York City. you protected her yeah i was like i'm gonna show you around good for you so yeah so i met her but she's she's never been in technology in that you know she understands it enough probably more because she hears me talk about it all day but now she's a totally different walk of life
1: well that sometimes that's the best deal of all right absolutely um so you came to uh, orlando when and,
4: and why so we actually got to orlando in late late 2009 and the reason there was when we decided to get married. We knew we couldn't stay in New York. A because of my wife didn't want the cold. And what's her name? Erica. <laughs> Um, she's still involved in the business. Hi, Erica, yeah, she she'll this. she she actually is fifty one percent owner of the business because she is my boss, personally so and professionally. Alone, yeah. business, yes. so if yeah. you married, yeah.
1: married, she's your boss. Period. Anyway. I, I, right.
4: I have a I have the same boss in every part oh, of life. There you go. See, <laughs> it makes it easy. <laughs> I always I always, I always know who I'm you answered move. to. <laughs>
1: exactly. You don't have to worry about <laughs> it. So so you came in two thousand
4: and nine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, when we when we decided to get married, um, we we're going to stay in New York, but more of the family and my family is decent size, but her family's she's Colombian in Miami and Columbia. So we got married. Oh, yeah. All right. So is Lucy. There there you go. I'm Colombian. All right. Great. And um, so we got married in Miami. And so we got married in November of 2009, Miami. We had quit our jobs in New York without... Known what was going to go on and went on a nice honeymoon, kind of taking advantage of not working, Uh (laughs) hoping we'd find something. And then we knew Orlando was kind of the target because it's far enough away from all the family of either side, just stopping by and knocking on the door and walking in. (laughs) Right, right. But close enough. And my my family could take a plane ride really easily. So we had, and we had some friends in Orlando, so we had rented a place in Lake Mary and I got a few consulting jobs. Uh, in Daytona and downtown.
1: Well, but you, you obviously started, You all started your own mm-hmm. business. So how did that happen?
4: Um, after working a few different jobs in the area, um, I, that was at my last job, which is where I knew Wendy Sellers from. We were talking about that earlier. All right. And, uh, from Score Wendy's. Yep. At the Score over there. Mm-hmm. And she, she and when I was there, I was an IT director of a fairly small company in the Lake Mary area. They do government contract and actually a venture capital company now. And. It was great. Uh, I was enjoying it, but there was kind of a ceiling I was hitting because they were only so big, and mm-hmm. ideas I had can only go so far because of budget, and uh, just was kind of kind of wanting to do something different. And a buddy of mine I knew from my days in New York City, who was a consultant we used, had started his own consulting business. And when I was kind of knocking ideas around, I'm like, what do, we, what do I do? I'm kind of just, I want to do something. He had offered me to do some consulting with him. On a, kind of a guaranteed, you know, forty hours. Here's here's the rate, and everyone I talked to and said, "Is this good?" They all said, "Run, take it and run."
2: Yeah. So, so it was kind of like the intersection of your life. Th- you got it, and you that's you actually, where the name of the company it. came yes. from. Um, intersection. So, so
4: oh. I actually na- we made the company on Sunday. The date, Lucy.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to talk to this, this, this Colombian. <laughs> uh,
1: quite an event. A landmark event here,
4: indeed. Indeed. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Matthew. No, and, it's uh, fine. No, but, it, it, but when we, because even before, we are speaking with Matt, uh, By yeah. the way.
1: Matthew Rose of Intersection <laughs> Technology Solutions,
4: <laughs> but yeah, the name actually because before we even really got the consulting side of the business going, I was going to start doing what most IT people do when they start their own business of doing, working on nights and weekends for whoever would pay me anything. Yeah, independent. And yeah, and so I thought of I'm at an intersection in my life. It was really what, the, and so just it one of one. You of mean those, I was right? You actually were right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah that's that's why wow. I say yeah. Mark today. <laughs> Holy cow!
1: Yeah, yeah. Have to uh, put the. Uh, an asterisk on by this uh, episode <laughs> on the uh, the uh, in the archives there uh, it's very funny. Uh, uh, so so it basically because uh, somebody wanted to, to your your services, you started a business, mm-hmm. and I, was it by word of mouth that you began to grow from there. Because by word of mouth this is how you got started.
4: Yeah, and so what well, the interesting thing there is that was a. a some contracting that i still do mostly myself that actually isn't even really local it's a company that's actually based out of hong kong they're a global 200 company that i sometimes have traveled for but and that was a nice that gave me and erica enough to live on and you know do well the cash flow but it was also then after like a year of doing it we said and we was doing little jobs inside I said, uh if something happens to, to my buddy here uh we're, we're we're done right you know so then the idea of our original business was to be a managed service provider which is meaning provide it to small and medium businesses so we had to kind of take okay. a step back and
1: okay how would you define it these uh these okay. days yeah
4: so for what we do in it i was talking to earlier we don't do we, we basically do everything um how did you describe it lucy uh, I, th- you, I think you just like, you know, we're kind of oh, the mechanics yeah, of the you're, car. You're the mechanic yeah.
3: of the car. Yes. So,
4: so, we, you know, we do infrastructure. We're going to take care of the computers all the way up to servers, networking equipment. We won't build your web page. You know, I was seeing on your website earlier that, you know, you would Caitlin cook. Now Caitlin study on a few years ago. <laughs> we'll throw her some deals on web pages we don't, um, don't make an app for something cool. Okay. It's not, you know, I, I did do that computer science for a couple semesters in college and I realized I wasn't good at it. So don't ask me to do it, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we will do everything else that an IT department will do at really what a large company is. We really want to be an outsourced IT department. You know, most companies, you, it takes a while to get to a point where you need a full timer to do more than what your core business is. So that's what we would. So, so how long would you say you, you officially started uh, doing that we 've been doing it for probably about two years okay and well, and we've been the company has been about three and a half years now a little longer than that
1: Okay, all right. We're gonna have to take another mm-hmm. break here in just a minute. Once again, our guest today is Matthew Rose. He is the CEO, and uh, his wife is the boss at Intersection uh, Technology <laughs> Solutions. Uh, but they are a great team, and uh, Matthew is going to be doing a presentation. Right? Is it one of the seminar? Coffee? A seminar? Yeah. Okay. Is it one of the? Is it the coffee or? Yeah. It's the coffee. It's, the,
4: it's, the coffee. it's next Wednesday morning. Uh, at 8 a.m. Okay. And it is what? Uh, it, the su- subject is the hidden technology costs in your business. The
1: hidden technology costs. Okay, we'll talk about that when we get back and give you sort of a preview of that. But what's the date on that one?
4: Uh, the twenty October 24th.
1: Okay, so that's coming up real soon, October the 24th. Next week. 8 a.m. And that's going to be at the National Entrepreneur Center, once again, in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall. And it is state-of-the-art stuff over there, Uh, state-of-the-art classrooms. And uh, But once again, you'll you'll want to go to orlando.score.org and pre-register for that. That's orlando.score.org. Or go to Score Orlando on Facebook. Yeah, go see Matthew. That's right. Or if you still got one of those uh, punch, uh, you know, dial your own phones uh, <laughs> you, uh, hanging on the wall at home, you can go go call at 407 420 What's the problem with that? Not a thing. <laughs> 407-420-4844. And then uh, we'll be right back with much more of What's the Score? <laughs> Welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, this is the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And oftentimes that winning combination involves, well, working with a lot of folks. And uh, we have one of those folks here today who may be of big help to you. I uh, know Score can be a big help to you, though. And uh, we, of course, have Lucy Polito and Rich Jakel in studio today from Score. I am Christopher Hart. And our guest today, Matthew Rose of Intersection Technology Solutions. And uh, we were just getting to the point where uh, you, we were telling us that you're going to be doing a seminar, the one of the breakfast. I'm sorry, I get, I coffee. still can't mm-hmm. break down coffee with the totally. leader. It's a coffee, coffee with the leader series, and uh, this is going going to be on October the 24th, and these start at 8 a.m. in the morning, and they are free. You do get pastries and coffee, mm-hmm. and the presentation, and uh, this one by Matthew Rose. And once again, please go to orlando.score.org to pre-register for this. Yeah, what's the presentation? It's called the hidden costs of technology. Technology. So tell us in your you, business. Yes. In your business, yeah. Okay, what do you mean by that? Hidden costs of technology. Now, once again, you're as Lucy put it, the the what? The mechanic of the car. All right, he he keeps your systems up and running. Now, he doesn't pick you, you know, help you with your options, All right, but he right. makes sure not that g- the, the, the It'll
4: get you a GPS system, right? it will make
1: sure that that thing is uh, running fine and uh, underneath it. Uh, so, how does that apply to most businesses?
4: Well, it really applies to almost every business, no matter where you're at at, because a lot of times you just everyone thinks of what we call kind of hard costs. You know, you're going to go. You need a laptop. You need a wireless router for your office, or you know things like that. Cell phone, and, and you know maybe email. All the things that are obvious on your budget. Um, but with those, are you choosing the right ones? Is there, you know, cause kind of one of those, you get what you pay for. If you go and look at a laptop at, you know, Best Buy down the road or something, the two, $300 laptop that's on sale might seem great. Probably something you should consider what you're using it for. And if there's a reason why you may want to spend a little bit more money, you know, just like you, people would say with a car, things like that. You know, there's usually a reason. Usually sometimes you're just paying for luxury. Um, and that's just one of them. Then there's other ones that are really, really hidden. And those are things like you consider the cost you pay to whoever does your IT. You know, the you know you're paying hourly, paying maybe on a flat fee, what have you. And that's great. But then if they're taking all day of your employee, if they they need them to, to work on their computer because they gotta fix the printer or whatever and that person's just twiddling on their phone or leaving the office for the day, it's lost revenue. You know, if you're a lawyer or something, that's our best example because it's usually everyone understands they, they bill a lot of money. Sure. If a lawyer Powerless can't use his computer great. To, you know, to put some, something in, something that's together. That's a maker. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's not just you're paying IT. You're, you're just having money go out the, the door. So there's so many little situations like that. Um, so if your equipment is down for a couple hours or something, you've lost a couple hours of billable time. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't, that's, that's one of the bigger ones people don't think about is that it's, it's one thing to think you have the, you know, ah, your IT guy does it free. Or if it's, you know, your boss's friend's son or something that does it on the nights and weekends, but. There, you know, there may be a good time for that, but as as a business grows, there are always things to consider. And we find most people meet with don't typically consider those costs.
1: That's why you call them the hidden costs of technology, mm-hmm. because people aren't uh, paying attention to them.
3: And I wonder if people actually even budget for something like that. They probably don't. And so all of a sudden you have a major expense that could really blow your budget for the month or the year.
4: Well, and some of it can't even really be budgeted for because if you think about it, yeah. again, going back to the lawyer example, if they're working on a huge case and you are supposed to have it done by Friday and then the computer goes down or or again, or if you just need the IT guy you need to take a few hours to work on it, how do you really budget for that for just missing a deadline? Well, I agree, you, but yeah, at, at yeah. least
3: uh, if you can put some money aside mm-hmm. on a monthly basis, at least when this happens, maybe it wouldn't be such for a
1: downtime. Yeah. 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 So you help people prevent that situation from arising.
4: Yeah, actually, if you flip the card around there, the, our, uh, in, our a trad- business card in my hand. Uh, yeah. yeah, our, our trademark slogan is there. And I was saying that earlier. We prevent tech rage. <laughs> 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 yeah,
1: I guess everybody who's uh, worked around it knows what you're talking about there. So, by the way, uh, their website for Intersection Technology Solutions is Intersection Tech. Spelled T E C H intersection spelled out tech dot com intersection tech dot com. And if you would like to email Matt, you can do that at m rose at intersection dot com. And the hidden costs of technology in your business is gonna be the presentation that he gives this coming Tuesday, is it? Wednesday Wednesday, I'm sorry. And that's once again at the National Entrepreneur Center. It's free but you do have to pre register. Can uh, people go to your website and and hook up with the score thing there?
4: We I don't know if we have it on the website, we have it over LinkedIn and Twitter okay. and Facebook. So okay. yeah, we'll we'll we're directing people back to the right place.
1: And I guess Good. it's it's intersection tech at all of these locations, correct? Mm-hmm. OK. All right. And so uh, once again, you help people discover these costs uh, where they perhaps are wasting money and you help them get the not just keep their systems up and running, but it sounds like you also help them get the appropriate equipment is if they're in that procurement stage.
4: Yeah. Yeah. We we're, we're kind of a, a full service, um, What we, you know, because most people think of an I.T. company and they just think it's I.T. support and they think of that example of computer breaks, pay somebody, fix it you know, things like that. And just, we call it reactive in the business. And most IT companies want to be proactive. They want to fix things beforehand. And that's one thing everybody should strive for. What we're trying to do a lot more where we do that, we actually will fix obviously the problems and we'll try to be proactive, but we find where we're really able to somewhat separate is on the back end, having a lot of processes and procedures that usually every month or so we go to a customer site, we can look and kind of go through a checklist it's nothing special to be honest. I'm just something we, you know, that's created for us. That checklist is sometimes some really basic stuff, but it can change over a course of a month. Maybe you know, just months a month, the warranties are going out on a server or something. Hmm. We need to then bring that to the company and say, "You should probably fix this now before it is, right. you know, bro- broken in the middle of the night." Problem, yeah. And uh, so we really, in that sense, we try to run like a really well oiled IT department <clears throat> at a at a real company. So a small medium business can actually kind of rest easy. You know, like they they can go to bed on a Friday night or even a Monday night. Feeling pretty comfortable that even if something does happen, they've done everything they can to get it back up and running.
3: So do you also help... Uh, small business and medium sized business when they're starting to kind of give them an idea of the type of equipment they're going to need? Is that something, another one of the services you
4: offer? So we, we don't do that necessarily for a cost because our, our normal uh, our business now, we actually moved out of doing hourly support because it's really difficult to honestly. I don't know how lawyers do it to be honest. And a lot of times they do retainers, which is kind of the same idea we do. Um, we do a lot of seminars. We've actually done a few at the UCF incubator on, you know, cybersecurity and how to prevent it. We're, th- you know, these types. And we'll, we, I'll talk to anybody. Cause a lot of people with the small medium, a small business when they're just starting. Some of the tips are pretty simple and they're, they're, they're easier to get through it, And it's almost, it's, it's like anything. If you start it when you're small, you kind of keep good practices as you get older. So, you know, it's like I have two kids, you know, you try to teach them what they do now and hope right. that they stay on the straight, on the straight line. Um, but we are considering doing a little more with the smaller businesses, uh, of a package. We actually just got accepted into the UCF incubator. So we're oh, actually going to be good. moving into the winter Springs incubator. And that's one thing the site director up there has talked to us about. So mm-hmm. it's not that it's off the table. It's currently not been. Okay. <laughs> How do you charge for your services? Uh, it's monthly. It's, it's a or? monthly, um, it's a technically a one-year contract, but it's got a 30 day out for either party. Cause you know what? sometimes we're not the right fit or vice versa yeah
2: right
4: um yeah. and it's it's based it's loosely based on users there's a, there's factors so i can't necessarily go in and say oh x number of users this much but it's basically you know it's a flat cost that mm. includes everything except you saying hey i'm moving across the street or we're buying a whole you know we're not going right. to say oh we'll include right. new servers for you but all
1: right once again we're speaking with matthew rose intersection Technology Solutions and he will be making a presentation on Wednesday, that's the 24th, 8 a.m., at the National Entrepreneur Center called The Hidden Costs of Technology in Your Business. Uh, having looked at a number of businesses, is there a, a general sort of range uh, of percentages that people are losing in these hidden costs that for, you could say, uh, the average business is wasting 3 to 5% of their budget on these hidden costs. Is there such a percentage? Uh,
4: there, So, they're in, in, you know, because so we always have to re-research our numbers and get them for any seminar we do. And the ones we just found is that in there's an article in Gartner, which is a IT, yeah. you know, very well-known IT trade, kind of trade training. Yeah. And they say that an unmanaged computer can cost up to five thousand dollars a year in cost. After and that's after the purchase. And by unmanaged, that's typically meaning your office manager's doing IT. You have an IT guy coming in only when it breaks, never to make sure Windows updates, uh, things like that are going.
1: Greased and lubed yeah. and oil changed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
4: No. no maintenance. And and then a, a well managed PC can save thirty seven percent on that. So I mean, it's a pretty large saving. So if you were to go that five thousand dollars number, you're really down to around three grand. Or, you know, right off the bat. Sure. It's but it's that but that even goes back to even you go hidden costs. Some of that is even you look at an example of how much it costs. Because I I think 80% of the costs of having a computer come after purchase as well. So that's part of the hidden cost, too. You you can budget for those, but a lot of times people just think, I bought a $1,000 computer in January. I'm done. You know, if you're hiring 10 employees, you just think, okay, $10,000 on computers. Done. That's all you put in the budget.
1: Right. You know, there's... But most of the costs of a computer come after
4: you buy it. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. even your home computer. Does it work every night? Sure. No. Exactly. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, so it's, it's so
3: actually, you could think about this as a form of insurance,
4: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you could. You absolutely could. It's a very good way to put it.
1: Yeah. Well, in in the sense that you know, keeping your car in good running order is a form of insurance, and mm-hmm. you're more sure right. to get to where you want to go and safely. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's no guarantee, but you're more likely, and and that's the whole idea. So once again, uh, Matt will be giving this uh, presentation on this coming Wednesday, and uh, if you can't make it, of course, you can visit his website. That's intersectiontech.com, intersectiontech.com, and that's where you can email him, mrose at com, and uh, he would love to talk to you about how he can help you eliminate these hidden costs uh, out of your business. Uh, that's what the, you're really in the business of doing, correct? Absolutely. Keeping people up and running, mm-hmm. and not having them waste their money.
2: Uh, before the show, we were talking about the value of networking mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Would you tell us about uh, you know the the job that you're doing now and how you got it and that kind of thing?
4: So, first off, I think the one thing that's shown is in value of networking. It may not be in the traditional sense everybody thinks about it in starting a business, but even just being able to start my own business was because I kept in contact with people from 10, 15 years ago Mm -hmm. um, that I just found to have knowledge or, you know, that were good to me, even when they were a vendor and I was at the job and that got me the ability to do what I wanted to do and open my own business. But from a networking perspective, um, there's a million ways you can do it. There's the chambers in the area. You know, you mentioned the Maitland Chamber earlier. Uh, There's different networking events all over. There's opportunity all over the place Um, and all of them are great, but you have to kind of find what works for your business. Because for something uh, like what I do, you know, the chambers are wonderful. I have a great time. I made some great people at like the Seminole Chamber and Oviedo Chamber. But a lot of times they don't have customers that are that see what we're doing so much. Target market. Yeah, exactly. And we we still kind of try to, you know, like we've been to grow FL events. Those are, you know, because those are for second stage companies. That's a little better for us. Um, we're and we're still trying it out and the thing is it's
1: I tell you what I'm going to stop you right there though cuz we have to take a break break we'll come back with more of what's the score Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, this is the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination. And along with Lucy Polito and Rich Jakel, I am Christopher Hart. Our guest today is Matthew Rose, and I want to make you a bet. There, Rich, are you going to be? You going to bet at, me? Yeah, are you going to be at the hidden cost of technology in your business presentation on Wednesday, October the twenty fourth, at eight a.m. at the National Entrepreneur Center? I'm going to be hidden. Uh, you, uh, okay, all right. Wait, here's why I say that. I bet somebody's going to show up there, and they, if you were there, they're going to say, are you Rich Shakel from the
2: What's the Score show? Well, they do that all the time.
1: And that's why I'm talking about radio. Seminars and stuff, yeah, they the do radio it Radio is still one of the best ways, ladies and gentlemen, to get your message out to a mass audience and do it so very easily. Did you know... Well, if you've been listening to this show, of course, you know that some 95% of all Americans will listen to their radios this week. And a lot of folks are listening to their radio right now today, listening to what we're talking about. And, of course, with four great radio stations here in Orlando, the Salem Media Group can help you target that audience that you would like to hear your message, perhaps in your own voice. Yeah. And with all the great professionals here, they can uh, really uh, present you with a commercial that you'd be proud of, and it'll get your point across to the audience that you would like to hear it. Bill Files is the man to talk to four zero seven six one eight seventeen sixty, and we like to brag because our form of radio here, that is talk radio, it runs neck and neck on a regular now basis. Now it's neck and neck
2: with before music. you said sometimes
1: well, country year, is ahead and sometimes yeah. and then, and this year. The, the talk radio will be ahead, and I that this okay yeah cool. it, it seems to correlate with the Great. election cycle Ah, in uh, election uh-huh. years, talk radio becomes the most listened to format. And in off years, it becomes the second barely listened to format to country music. Yes. So talk radio is always. Talk radio is always right up there with the most listenership. And that's what you want, ladies and gentlemen. More ears hearing your message. Once again, Bill can explain the whole works to you. And that's 407 618 1760. And as I said, they're great professionals here. They make it so very easy for us to do. We literally just walk. In, sit down, and start talking. That's about how easy they make it for you here. And, uh, and it's easy on the wallet too. So 407 618. 1760. Give Bill a call. Tell him, Rich, that Dr. Jekyll sent you.
2: Yeah, thanks, Bill. <laughs> Alright, uh,
1: back to Matthew Rose. Once again, he is going to be uh, making a presentation this Wednesday, the 24th at 8 a.m. in the National Entrepreneur Center uh, uh, called The Hidden Costs of Technology in Your Business. And was it through the incubator that you became involved with SCORE? How did it come to be that you're going to be doing
4: this? Um, actually, the reason we started we actually started reaching out to score ourselves uh um, you and your wife yeah and it's because she uh, my wife actually saw Cynthia Blackwell from black rain, black, oh, yeah. black rain partners black do Green. a uh I think they've done no, a numerous oh, ones they yes, they yeah and she was at one of the ones a few years ago or years ago and uh kind of just stayed in contact and it was just one of those finding the right time where the, you know where we could schedule it and work for the schedule and as I was saying a little earlier before the show it was they had a i guess they had a cancellation and we were free so yeah. Hopped her and in, and we'll, right. <laughs> make sure we helped out and got our uh, names in there, and should be interesting. Hey, Hope it's,
1: so. It's all about timing in life, right? Being yeah. at the right place at the right time, uh, kind of like you were you know, when people came to you to mm-hmm. to begin that got you started in Intersection Technology Solutions. Once again, the website, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is Intersection Tech dot com and you can email matt there there at m rose at intersectiontech dot com and we were speaking about the hidden costs of technology in your business. Uh, is one of those hidden costs the rapid changing in the technology, technology yeah. that's available, and people maybe jumping ahead or not taking advantage of it soon enough? And can you help people out with that?
4: Yeah, so I would actually say a lot. It's not so much the change in technology, but the security issues that go along with it.
2: Oh yeah, you
4: know because yeah, if you think about just you know the Windows operating system, or you know even a Mac operating system for that matter. it it, they go to a new version you know windows 10's been out a few years now but for the longest time people are hanging on to windows xp and now they're hanging on to windows 7 and they eventually stop supporting them microsoft a because it actually becomes more difficult to support but also because they want to make more money sure they'll start pushing you off of there and then they stop putting patches out which is pretty much the easiest baseline security anybody can do you know what is a patch when you do windows updates on your computer it annoys everybody because you know if you don't do them right or they're not set up correctly they'll inevitably they'll want to reboot in the middle of you doing a document right and even if you know it'll keep popping up later later right, right right and that seems easy but and then eventually it just does it monday morning at 9 a.m right when you whether actually need to do you want it or not mm-hmm. yeah. and you've got 40 patches that need to install because you've been pushing off for three yeah. months <laughs> um
3: I'm guilty of that. Yeah,
4: everybody is. But but it's really, we tell people you should just let it happen on a Friday night or a Saturday morning yeah, because that's, that's, that's honestly about the easiest thing you can do for security aside from antivirus. But that's what we see more. Everybody wants to go to the latest and greatest. And when you go to the latest technology, there's always a bug if you want to be the first one. Like, I would never be the first one to get an iPhone, the iPhone, whatever, the $1,500 one that just came out is the XS, I think. Right. You know, because right. you know, there's going to be a bug. But there's always more chance of security issues and then the old, but then the older you stay there's more security issues too. So that's that's one of the bigger hidden costs too is that and you can't really put a dollar amount on security. Do
1: you do you help your clients sort of stay in that that ideal groove, mm-hmm. you know, where you're not t- jumping too soon or waiting too long?
4: We yeah, we try to make sure that's a recommendation that's based upon a company budget, really what the company needs uh Specific companies may have an application that only works on a certain version of Windows. Right. I mean, heck, there's there's a lot of applications. Like, I, 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 we were in a furniture store last year, and I, they were still running Windows XP. It hasn't been supported, but probably some application they need. Right. And, and hey, I'm not their IT guy. I'm not. <laughs> right. But it's, you know, we try to help them with that, but we also try to help them in just thinking about security, too, because you really can't put a dollar amount on it because it's, uh, if you get hacked, it can be, you know, maybe you have a little bit of money, and it can also put you out of business.
3: What? Listen. I am. No, I'm going home and updating all this stuff that I keep getting. <laughs> <laughs> I have three or four things that they keep saying you haven't done it. You haven't done it. I will do it today.
2: I did it uh, about a month ago. Uh, uh, Windows 10, uh, and one of the patches really screwed me up.
4: Every and once I've in a while, I've been trying yeah. to get
2: back to, you know, the old Windows 10, and it won't
4: won't he, let me go yeah th- th- that's that's the you know, that's one thing about if you do it without any kind of it guy in the middle of it windows microsoft now would just pushes patches worse than ever which is good and bad they had a bad patch a couple weeks ago that deleted files oh boy and it, they realized it after they released it but it caused a lot of harm yeah. um even for you know even for, but the thing is we usually test our patches for you know at least a few days or weeks on s- some computers we don't care about and then we push it to the clients but that can happen um, but there but patches are there's something called patch Tuesday Microsoft releases patches the the second Tuesday of every month, so you'll notice if you do them on a regular basis unless there's something crazy like a big ransomware attack that they need to patch immediately after the second Tuesday of the month is when you'll notice all of a sudden Microsoft's got you yeah, know a handful great. to Yep. Tens of patches for
1: you. All right. Once again, our guest today, Matthew Rose of Intersection Technology Solutions, the website intersectiontech.com. And once again, he'll be doing the presentation, which is free. It's at the National Entrepreneur Center Wednesday. That's this coming Wednesday, the twenty fourth at eight a.m. It's called "The Hidden Costs of Technology in Your Business." Matthew, you've seen changes, you know, because you came in as we said. It's when we had the big rooms full of computers, and you've seen it change over time. Can you peer into the future and tell us oh, what? Oh, uh, for
2: know.
0: How's
1: he gonna peer uh, into uh, the future? Do you, you know think what the, he's Karnak the Great? Well, you must have some some <laughs> feel that, for where things are going,
4: right? Okay. Well, with, uh, with the, the gotta,
1: with the artificial intelligence uh, and all of this sort of thing.
4: Well, I can give you a little bit where you know the the thing in the you know when I first got in the workforce, there was a server for everything physically. Then I got to virtual machines, which is you know one big powerful server that can run lots of e- things, lots of mm-hmm. you know applications e- yeah. and stuff and now we're in the clouds now we're in the cloud and there's aws there's azure you, i mean it AWS, was your especially.
3: information guys rich has always been in the cloud
4: <laughs> <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, you wasted man moment <laughs> there's 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 all these things and you know the cloud is the next big thing and everyone's starting to move their stuff there and what we find a lot of times is it it goes almost back to the hidden cost thing the, the, the one thing about running a server In your office is Okay, electricity, your internet And hoping, you, you know, the uptimes Where you need it, and whatever that cost You start moving to a cloud You're paying per every second It's running Per per however much hard drive space Per, 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 per So the, you start looking and go, oh, it's 30 bucks a month to run the server, you know, it's not bad hmm. But then, okay, well let me I need more hard drive space I want to run faster, and you end up People, especially larger companies, is one that have these budgets they don't really pay attention to. They can spend thousands of dollars a month without realizing. Not even it. realizing it. So, so I mean, the cloud is great for a lot of things, but and I've talked to uh, the same buddy of mine who kind of gave me the start to do this. We both kind of think that there's going to be almost like a it's going to hit a an apex, and it's probably going to come soon. And then some people are going to realize those costs are pretty really high and start bringing a little bit back mm-hmm. into whether it's a data center. You know, an office, something because everything in the cloud is expensive. It can get expensive. And
1: aren't you sort of held? I don't know if hostage is the right word, but certainly uh, if something were to interrupt that system, you're
4: SOL. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a month or two ago, Microsoft had a major issue in their Southeast data center. Um, and by that, I mean Office 365, which is huge percentage of business emails now um web you know websites that were built on microsoft Azure servers uh you know things like sharepoint other things that are part of uh off microsoft you don't think about and it was for really two or three days it was intermittent i had some customers because we that's what we use some customers and didn't call me and others that Every fifth login didn't work or every third. And I, I couldn't do anything. And it almost makes it more trouble for me. Like, I'd rather it be a server on site than I know I can go and kick it. Right. All right, it's back up, you know. Right, right. Or blame it on BrightHouse or Spectrum. But whatever.
1: that's what I mean. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you're mm-hmm. dependent totally on that particular system yeah it's it's out of your hands so to speak you don't have that thing you can physically touch exactly all right well we're gonna have to leave it right there but once again matthew rose uh, can help you save that money on the hidden costs of technology in your business and that's
2: by the way the title of his presentation oh he didn't tell us about the future (laughs) well is it, is it it, is it here, a, for an episode in the future? Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> I'll come you, back. You want a
1: guy who understands what's going on now and how it might develop into something in the future, and ah. maybe it may not be exactly what you need for what you have okay. uh, in your need. All right? Yeah. Did you I follow me through it, that one, Rich? Yeah. Can All you right. say SOL on the radio? Because you did before. Well, you can say that, but you can't say
2: the, okay. the other. <laughs> All right.
1: All right. But anyway, we can't say much more because we're about out of time for today but once again the hidden cost of technology in your business go to orlando.score.org sign up for it right now before it's sold out although it is free uh before it's full i should say in the meantime we'll be back next week with more of what's the score and i hope you'll be there with us and yeah please thanks tell matthew
2: for thank being our guest Thanks tonight. for
1: having me and don't forget the facebook page score orlando oh, yeah like us like us a lot
2: <laughs> bye see ya